0: Hey there, and welcome to the devotional. I'm Walter, the dyslexic bilingual hillbilly and pastor of the Rhine River Baptist Church. Today is Tuesday, August 29th, 2023, and today is our 200th devotional. And today we're looking at Jacob the Trickster. Um, We'll take another look at him uh, tomorrow, Lord willing, uh, and, and look at his new name that God gives to him. But I just find that Uh, He is one of the interesting characters that you find in the Bible and you find a lot written about him. He's one of the pivotal characters in the Bible. So if you know a lot about Jacob, uh, it will help uh, as you go through the rest of the word of God. But um, why did he get the name Jacob? Well, he got the name Jacob because he grabbed the heel of Esau, his brother, as he was coming out. And... uh, his name means heel grabber or trickster or a uh, deceiver. Um, when you go through some of the meanings of his name, it all almost reminds me of uh, uh, Bilbo Baggins on Lord of the Rings. He's got diff- so many different names. He's the barrel Rider and the uh, one that talks with the wind or something like that. Uh, but when you look at Jacob, you see this character, and there's so much about him, and he does so much uh because he just takes the door that God has opened for him. We talked a little bit about him yesterday and how he um how Esau sold him his birthright, and, and then almost the very next thing you find um Isaac uh thinks he's ready to die, and so he wants to bless. Uh, his son Esau, he can't see anymore. He's blind. And uh, when uh, Jacob and uh, Rebekah find out about that, when Rebekah finds out about it, she sets up Jacob to uh, deceive him. And Jacob goes in, and we obviously don't have time to read the whole story, but uh, he has taken and killed a lamb and put the skin of the lamb on him to uh for his to make him feel like Esau, and he's put Esau's clothes on, and he goes in with this meal to deceive his father and his father. Isaac realizes that it's not the voice of Esau uh there's a difference there, maybe he was close, but not quite, and so here. Um, in in Genesis 27, you find that uh, he is asked, are you my son? Are you my very son Esau? And he says, yes, I'm your son Esau. And he lets him feel his hands, smell his clothes, eat the food. And then he asks him again. And uh, Jacob says, yes, I'm Esau. And uh, it's interesting how Jacob just Uh, flat-out lied to uh, Isaac. He flat-out told him a lie uh, just to get the blessing, and that's where we get the verse from in Genesis chapter 27, verse 36. This is Esau talking here. He says, And he said, Is not he rightly named Jacob? For he hath supplanted me these two times. He took away my birthright, and behold, now he... Hath taken away my blessing. And he said, Hast thou not reserved a blessing for me? And, and this is where I believe that Esau sought his blessing with tears, but there was no blessing to be found for him because he had been looking, uh, he had been uh, concentrating on the temporal, not on the eternal. And even in Jacob's trying to get the blessing, Uh, or getting the blessing, he was concentrated. He was focused on looking towards the future. Uh, He even tells his mom, what if I get cursed? And she says, well, let the curse be on me. You do this because I tell you to do it. And and so he was kind of put in a quandary there. And I've often wondered to myself, what what would have happened if he would have gone in and said, dad, mom put me up to this this is what's going on. Uh, would he have still not, would he have gotten a blessing because of that? I don't know. We'll never know, but, um, it's just interesting to think about. But in in chapter 27, we see that, and, and we see that Esau gets so mad and is ready to kill him. And so, uh, Rebecca, uh, tells Isaac to send him to go get married. And Uh, so Isaac tells Jacob to go to the country of where Rebecca came from and find a wife from her brethren. And that's exactly what he did in chapter, uh, 20, uh, 28, he starts the journey and he gets to a place called Bethel, uh, or he names it Bethel and he has a dream there. He, he uses a pillow, uh, a stone for a pillow. And while he's sleeping, he sees uh, a ladder from heaven uh, and angels descending and ascending on this ladder. And, and I've heard this described by a rabbi one time that uh, this ladder is not what we would think of as a ladder, uh, like what I saw when I was a kid uh, in Sunday school. Uh, this would have been more a ladder uh, or a staircase, a circular staircase. And the Jewish tradition Uh, circular staircases are uh, quite famous. And they say that's what this would have been like, that the angels would have been going up and down this circular staircase. Um, We don't have time to get into the reasoning behind why that is. But um, Jacob realizes he's in a special place. So he makes a vow to God that if you'll bring me back in peace and bless me, I'll serve you you'll be my God. And he pours out his oil on the pillow, uh, the stone for a pillow, and he goes on his way. And then in chapter 29, uh, this is where Jacob uh, meets up with his wives now. And this is also where he starts to reap what he has sown. Uh, He meets uh, Rachel at the well, and he waters her sheep. Uh, very similar to um, a few chapters before you find where uh, the steward of Abraham meets Rebekah at the well and she waters the camels. And so this plays a part there, uh, this well and watering the animals. And when Jacob goes to meet uh, Rachel's dad, Laban, you know, this is his uncle. He stays with him for a month. And then at the end of the month, Laban says, don't work for me for nothing. Uh, What, what do you want me to pay you? And they bargain on Rachel. He'll work for seven years and then he'll have Rachel as his wife. Well, uh, some commentators say that he worked for a week and then got to have her. It looks to me like he worked for seven years. I don't know. uh, But, at the end of the time that he's working, uh, he gets given uh Leah instead of Rachel. Uh boy, think of what a mess that would make. Uh I have four daughters and uh that would just uh that would be a travesty to to everyone involved. Uh if I wanted to mess up somebody's life, boy, that would have been a way to do it. Um those two girls would just not be uh not have a good relationship from then on out. Uh, But here Laban tricks him, makes him work another seven years for, uh, for Rachel. And and then after that, Jacob's ready to leave, but Laban keeps him another six years and, and keeps tricking him and changing his wages. And it's all because Jacob has, has deceived his brother. Jacob has lived a life of deceit and God is still protecting him, but the people around Jacob realize he's not trustworthy and they're trying to deceive him and get their be- the best out of him. So what can we learn from Jacob through all of this? I know we went through this really fast, but uh, just some, some quick things that we could learn from him. Uh, first off, I see that whatever we sow That's what we're going to reap. Galatians chapter 6, verse 7 tells us this. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Um, You want to be very careful what you do because it could come back to hurt you really bad. Uh, The world calls it karma. It's not karma. That's just God's principle in life. Whatever you sow, you're going to reap. And not only will you reap what you've sown, but you'll reap a whirlwind you'll reap a whole lot more than what you've sown so be careful there the next thing that i see we should also be careful what we promise to god uh he made a promise to god i don't know if he thought about it a whole lot before he made this promise uh but the bible is very clear later on that if you make a vow uh unto the lord don't swear to to make an oath uh, don't bind yourself unless you're going to do it. Make sure you're going to do it. Numbers chapter 30 verse 2 makes that very plain. And then in Ecclesiastes, you find that again, don't make an oath to God unless you're going to keep it. God won't. He won't hold you guiltless if you do that. So, uh, And then the last thing that I, I see from him Um Jacob honored his parents. Now you might say, well, he deceived his dad. You're right, he did. Um, he lied to his dad, and that was not honoring to his parents. But then he does honor his parents in that he goes to where his parents told him to go. He got a wife from where his parents told him to get a wife. He did what they said to do. And um, the Bible tells us very clearly, children, obey your parents, and the Lord for this is right honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise. So there are some good things that we can learn from Jacob. There's some bad things that we can learn from Jacob. He's kind of a mixed bag there. And hopefully tomorrow we'll get into uh, where God changes his name to Israel and just how he struggles back and forth between being Israel, and Jacob. So, uh, I hope you'll join with us tomorrow. I hope this has been a blessing to you and until tomorrow or until the next time, Auf Wiedersehen.